Hello and welcome to the worst team up ever. Uh, this is the Falcon and Winter Soldier uh, after show from the Comic Crush. Uh, I'm Paul and uh, doing the uh, staring competition with me this week will be Liz Jordan. As always, Liz, welcome back. It's lovely to see you back on the show. Hello. <laughs> it's so good to see you. Um, We've got another great episode lined up. It's been another great episode of Falcon and Winter Soldier, or at least for me it has. I guess we'll find out for you. Although I, I think I know the answer to that one. Um, and, uh, yeah, so we're going we're gonna to talk about the show. Before we do, from last week, there was something I noticed in the first episode that I meant to bring up, and I didn't. And I'm quite annoyed with myself for not bringing it up um, because it was just such a lovely little touch, which was um, Bucky's List of people he's making amends to and how much instantly when i saw it i was like ah oh, this is this is kind of in direct comparison to, to steve's list in in winter soldier in, in captain america winter soldier the movie um where his list is a kind of catch-up you know it's a pleasant kind of thing and then bucky's yeah. is, is, yeah, like, is all misery all yeah, kind of well, it's so, which is so fitting like you know steve's is like all these cool things that he should check out you know it's like internet uh, <laughs> Nirvana band, <laughs> just like yeah, all this, all this like nice stuff, you know. And mm. Bucky's is just like, oh, apologize to the person whose family I murdered, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it just it really struck me, and and I, but of course, by the time we did the show, we started chatting. I completely forgot to mention it. Yeah, I mean. Uh, there's there's so many little little details like that you know that are just so great like you know i mean if i wanted to pick apart like the entire show i probably could because there's just lovely little details all kind of sprinkled throughout it mm. uh, including this episode for sure you know yeah i, I mean it, it's a great great episode um uh i i found it fascinating to kind of get more information on the flag smashes this week yeah. And uh, to see some quite serious stuff. But, of course, we start with the new Captain America, John Walker. Um, uh, now, do you, do you know this actor at all? Have you you seen him in anything, in no, anything before? No, I, mean, I don't think so. Uh, so. No, at, at least that I can really recall offhand. So interesting stuff for you. I hope I'm getting this right. Um, this is an actor called Wyatt Russell. Uh, Wyatt Russell has extremely famous parents. Uh, that we both know and have seen in films. Uh, his his dad is Kurt Russell, and his mum is Goldie Hawn. Oh, um, wow. I believe, I believe that I'm 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 right there. Um, <laughs> and Wyatt Russell actually has a another loose connection to the MCU, which isn't Kurt Russell. Um, it is in fact that he tried out for Captain America. Right, as many yeah. famous actors did, you know, yeah. and in his case, you know, maybe uh, like non-famous, but um, mm. yeah, so I mean, he, that, that actually, you know, that's really fitting. I like that, you know, I mm. didn't know that, but. Uh, and I, I believe, sorry, he, he he kind of, he did say in the interview I watched, which was a very short snippet, uh, he, he said that that, that that audition went terribly. <laughs> yeah. He he kind of at the time was just new to acting. Um and he from that, I mean he did a couple of things and then didn't work for a year. And he was kind of on the cusp of, oh, I'm gonna quit. Uh but then his career started to pick up again. But yeah, I I, I um it, it was fascinating to find out that he'd, he'd been up to for for Cap. Before and I found that entirely by accident, uh, just sort of browsing videos the other night on, on YouTube. Um, but yeah, so Wyatt Russell playing John Walker. Um, right. I, yeah, yeah, he got to be Cap, just not. Yeah, just not. Cap. Yeah, um, which is great. And, and the thing is, if you, if you look, I, I think that when you look at Chris Evans, he's much more, at least as made up in in these movies much more the traditional square-jawed hero, whereas I think that that Wyatt Russell isn't. There's no, something... Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like, um, he doesn't He doesn't have that, that you know, sort of chiseled face like uh, Chris no. Evans. 
He he, he looks like he's, he's a bad looking guy, but no. his face is kind of you know, um, it's just not that classical, um, you know, chisel jawed, square chinned, you know, face that Chris Evans has. Sure, I, I, I think he, he looks like he's he he's gone ten rounds in a boxing ring. Like he he looks like someone who can handle himself in a street brawl. Whereas I think with Chris Evans, he's much prettier, if you like. Um, both terrific actors. Well, here, actually, you know, I think, think, um, you know, because he's really unmistakable under the cowl as not Steve, you know? Yes. Yes. Um, And like the weird thing that struck me at the end of last week's episode was the the sort of creepy wink he does. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, um, like a weaselly looking sort of face, it, you know, in that moment. Like, you know, as we kind of yeah. get in this episode, you know, um, we kind of find out that he's actually, you know, he, he's not a really hateable character, at least, mm. um, you know, as we meet him. Uh, you know, he, he seems to have good intentions. He seems to kind of, you know, just want to live up to this huge mantle that he's been handed. Yeah, I, I love the opening scene of this like I, I i that's been one of my favorite scenes in in the sort of tv mcu so far um where he's in the locker room at his old high school where they're kind of doing this this sort of pre-game interview with him talking about what it's like to become captain america but what i loved about this scene was it it, it does something that's actually really difficult to do on film sometimes which is show the inner life of the mind and, and the emotions so you have that really nice moment where he, he lifts off the the name on his old locker and his his initials are still there, um, which kind of also comments on the nature of taking up a mantle that someone else has already owned and and been part of. Which I I just thought that's wonderful to get that much into a moment with such economy, and uh, also that there's that that kind of wonderful moment where he just closes his eyes and he, he sort of drifts away and he's remembering I guess what it was like being the star player on the football team and captain of the football team because he says a few moments later that he's been a captain before and at first you think is he talking about his army career but then you realize actually no he's kind of talking about his football career and and the reason I find this fascinating and, and it's brilliant direction by Carrie Scogland, who's, I think, directing all the episodes here. Um, brilliant writing. Um, I is that you get a sense as you watch this episode that partly he's kind of the jock that never grew up to a certain degree. And I think in joining the army, what he was doing was joining another team. And... So he is a person that likes to be part of something bigger. So in, in that, there is there is elements of what makes Captain America, for me anyway. But also, there's that sort of darker element because he does indicate that there's, like, perhaps he's had a slightly checkered career in the army. Um, you, you know, there's kind of a, a conversation between him and, and Hoskins, his, his buddy, that kind of indicates that maybe our... Oh, there's there's some stuff under the surface there which is interesting um but sorry how did you feel about it i'm, I'm babbling oh on. yeah no i thought that was a really lovely uh moment in the locker room there you know and his wife comes in and kind of gives him a little pep talk you know before he goes out onto the field um and yeah you kind of you 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 kind of empathize with him you know mm-hmm. and handed uh like some you know as he says really big shoes to fill and he seems to be kind of trying to do that to, you know, the best of his ability. And, you know, he repeatedly sort of implies like, yeah, I, you know, I'm not trying to be Steve. I'm just trying to, you know, be the best Captain America that I can be. And, you know, it's an honor and, um, you know, and that's not an easy thing to have to do. Uh, so you kind of, you kind of want to root for him a little bit. And, uh, and then you kind of go into that uh, scene on the football field which I love because it parallels almost perfectly, um, you know, those scenes in the first Avenger when Cap had to be sort of, you know, rolled out and be the dancing monkey and, you know, uh, you know, those, mm. the, all, all the, you know, marching, you know, marching band and, 
you know, the dancing girls and everything that, you know, were kind of part of his early career as Cap. And, um, and he has the same problem. John Walker has the same problem with it that, that Steve Rogers had, which is I want to get out there and do the job for my country and, and, and things like that. Right. Instead, I'm around. Yeah. Yeah. Instead, he's being paraded around. Yeah. Uh, and he says, you know, it's a lot of handshakes, a lot of, you know, mean senators and things like that. Um, uh, it, it's there is an element of of kind of that 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 when you're in that job or in that role, there's an element of it that is just PR. Um, and that's uh, what they're more interested in using him for. Mm, uh, whereas mm. what he's very interested in is, you know, going out, you know, doing the missions, being, you know, being the action hero. Mm. And, and also telling me in that sequence, he, you know, you learn that his girlfriend is the same girlfriend he had in high school. His, his buddy is very probably his best pal from high school. And they signed up together. It, it, so it echoes kind of Bucky and and uh steve but also uh, again it reinforces that thing of of kind of you, you didn't really grow up in a way because all you did was port the childhood version of yourself or the teenage version of yourself into adulthood you're not really i, I you know you haven't really i i think to a certain to a certain degree you've got to go off and have your own experiences on your own in life um and you can come back around again. I, I don't believe in the phrase, you know, you can never go home again. Like actually you, you kind of can, but, um, and, and I think he, he really, it, it, that also speaks to kind of Steve's um, time in the ice. You know what I mean? Like you, you well, there yeah, is that I, thing of you know, time. You really never can go home again. And yeah. Lucky. Um, yeah. You know, they're, uh, homes are, you know, lost to the sands of time. Uh, but this guy is, you know, is the opposite where, yeah, it seems like he, you know, despite going off and having a decorated military career, he's never really left, you know, um, his home in a way. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure how much that is a good thing or a bad thing uh, and what will we'll come into play later. But I, I suspect as he gets more exposed to the ideas um, of the the flag smashers, then I, I think that could be a dangerous kind of mix because I think it's fine to be kind of exposed to really radical new political ideas when you're young and then maybe grow out of them and, and find a balance as you get older. I think as an adult, if you haven't gone through that process, you are heading for trouble. Um, and I, I think adults can be quite reactionary and angry. Um, I mean, I know everyone thinks teenagers are really reactionary and angry, but I actually think that these days adults have become the more reactionary, angry kind of subset of society. And you know, I, I think there's some some kind of dangerous stuff we're heading for. Um, but then we're, we're kind of into Bucky... Uh, and and Sam uh, and it's here that we kind of really get the the yeah. fun stuff and I yeah. I absolutely love the scene. I mean, I've seen I've seen this scene trailed several times. The big three scene, which is uh, hilarious. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> totally incorrect. Yeah. This, there were actually like a couple of clips uh, that they took from this episode. You know, mm. that were were rolled out before the series came out and. Uh, and yeah, they're, I mean, they're all just like hilarious. Yeah, the big three um, aliens, androids, and wizards. <laughs> um. I, I loved it um, because he's not wrong. Right. In exactly. a way. Yeah. Oh, totally. Totally. <laughs> and I love the fact that later on in the episode, uh, uh, Walker and, and yeah. uh, Battlestar, you know. Uh, Oh, yeah, the big three, you know, aliens, androids, and wizards, you know. And and it's interesting because I think that that stuff shows Bucky's disdain for the the kind of weirder elements of of the life he's now living. Like, I I think at his core, he's still kind of a soldier. 
and who wants uh, reasonable measured responses to reasonable or unreasonable situations, but he doesn't necessarily want to be faced with all this, like, kind of weirdness. Yeah. And and I think life has been weird enough for Bucky because he's old. He's, you know, as he points out in the first episode, yeah, he's six years the, old. I love the, you know, the mention of, like, you know, oh, so you read The Hobbit. Like, yeah, I read that in 1937 when it came out. Yeah. Course, he would have been very young, wouldn't he? At that like, point, he'd have been like a child. Oh, um, I mean, the Hobbit is you know, it's a kid's book, but yeah, uh, yeah, great, you know. And, um, I think Bucky, uh, underneath all that, I mean, the things I see in that is, is Bucky as a character, I think, would have been happy to have died in the war. Like, I, I think he there was an entire generation there who, who, for whom, um dying in the war would have been a suitable end do you know what i mean sure and i don't think he and i don't do but i think he would mm. have accepted it yeah um, and now he's just in a weird place he's in a very yeah. weird place you know he's uh especially now that steve's gone you know so uh so uh but uh he now has sam as kind of his his link to Steve in a way, mm. which is why they kind of immediately go into each other's orbit, you know, right from the beginning of the episode. And then this is totally, you know, for me, I loved the first episode, but, uh, but this is kind of like where the magic happened, you know, and like they're dynamic <laughs> with each other is just, you know, it's just hilarious. Um, uh, and um, Liz, moment, you know, I've got, I've got to ask you, uh, by the end of this episode, were you shipping it? Uh, I mean, of course. Um, <laughs> because I read that on uh, uh, AO3, there was no, uh, there was something like in one day there was something like forty four pieces of Sam and Bucky. Oh, 44. I mean, I, I'm guessing like forty four hundred. Come on, man! Like, oh no, know. like this was one. Like, I think this was in a few hours. Like within hours of the episode being shown, there were f like forty four new pieces of. Uh, Sam and Bucky fan fiction. Yeah, I mean, you know. <laughs> Went up. Um, <laughs> 44 is nothing. Uh, but within a few hours, like, just the episode had only been on, like, in the morning. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, uh, expect it to keep on coming. I mean, it was great. It was just their dynamic together is hilarious. Um, yeah. You know, as, as you know, as we kind of got little glimpses of in Civil War. Um but, you know, it's just like start to finish, you know, it's just like very, very funny. You know, um, I could I, I could pick apart like, you know, practically every scene where they're all screen together. I, I, that's what made me like the thing I feel about the relationship is, is that Sam and to a certain degree, Bucky, they need someone to to brush against. Do you know what I mean? Like they need friction to a certain degree and they actually get off on friction. And I think Sam had that in his relationship with his sister, as we saw in the first episode, and has now kind of replaced that with Bucky. Right. Um, so it very much is a kind of, of sibling rivalry. I've got to take back some of the things I said in the first about the first episode which was where, where i felt that sam would not be a good captain america having looked at this episode i've i've actually completely reversed that because i think that the facts that he questions himself would probably make him a good cap i do you know what i mean yeah yeah i mean i think i think he would be a different cap to steve <laughs> but i think he would make a good captain america for for that mm. reason and for other reasons and i think Bucky doesn't really get that, and which yeah. is why, that's that's why he's so pissed off. Um, you know, when he finds out that Sam, you know, in his words, basically, you know, uh, was given the shield and the legacy and just threw it away. Um, yeah. I can't really understand why Sam would do that, but it is because you know of Sam's introspection and you know his his genuine sort of turmoil over whether he could do what Steve did and whether he's worthy of that and whether, you know, whether it's a legacy that should just be left alone without Steve. Mm. Uh, so, I mean, Sam is, he's thoughtful and, you know. 
what happened? <laughs> I don't know. Okay, you're still yeah. you're still there. Sorry, okay, guys. Yeah, uh, sorry, uh, like, live you know, video. This is <laughs> this is yeah. what happens. Technical difficulties. Um, um, but anyway, yeah. So, um, like, yeah. So Sam, I, I mean, I think I think that Sam would make a great cap. I think Bucky would make a great cap, but for totally different reasons. You know, I think for Bucky, it would be uh, about redemption, um, mm -hmm. about atonement, and about honoring Steve. Um, and for Sam, you know, it, it would be a little different. It would it would certainly be about honoring Steve, but, um, you know, it'd be out of, you know, sort of more of a sense of, of you know, being given the legacy and living up to it and doing it right the way that he sees that Steve would want him to. Um, so yeah, I think that, I think they'd both make great caps. I really like, um, your, you know, uh, your theory that they they could both wind up being cap at the end. You know, I see, I haven't read that cap and winter soldier, uh, the uh, Falcon and winter soldier mini that you read. The oh, well, that, uh, you know, it, um, in that neither of them are cap at right, that point. Yeah. They're like, they're, they're just living through their, their identities as Bucky and, and Falcon. Um, However, I, I just got a feeling um, because, like, we uh, also see having looked at some of the clips and trailers, you keep seeing that scene where Sam is training with the shield, and I've got a feeling that's either going to be episode five or that's going to be the end of episode six. So I, I don't think you'll actually see one of them say, "Okay, definitively, I'm Captain America." at the end of this and put on the uniform. But I've, I've got a feeling that the episode will at least be, it'll be kind of cap begins right. for, for one of those two. Um, or both. Today, yeah, or both. Yeah. As, as we, as we discussed last week, I mean, um, one thing we've got to talk about this week is this, this brilliant action sequence. Also, I owe an apology already to Michael Edgy because he, you know, when I was saying, Oh, that there's no way this character is echo that's coming up. I forgot that he actually wasn't talking about Falcon and Winter Soldier. He was talking about um, uh, uh, Hawkeye, which is coming much later in the year. So sorry, Michael. <laughs> when I, when uh, I was Michael, like, oh. One of our good friends, yeah, and yeah. a uh, fantastic uh, podcaster and um, presenter. Yeah, and, and, and huge, yeah, huge comics, yeah. comics, addict really like he loves yeah he, he does the comics connoisseur which you can find on 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 this very uh video portal um i, I check that out guys but he, he loves his comics and and he, he knows a ton about marvel and uh he he's, he's really a big marvel fan um uh but yeah he was actually talking about hawkeye i've remembered now um okay. so uh yeah sorry mike because <laughs> you're right and, and indeed they are talking about an echo series Spinning out of Hawkeye already. Oh, um, okay. So yeah, uh, we, we get into the flag smashes now. Um, okay. I, yeah. I love. This I love this. Stuff. Sorry. I said yeah. Now this is some interesting stuff. Mm. Uh, getting to uh, to know the flag smashers a little better. Um, now, uh, okay. Carry on. Carry on. No, no, I, I, I'm fine for you to go. But, I mean, it, it, it just, one, you get another Bucky, a great Bucky and Falcon scene. Um, yeah, on the trucks. That that scene, the action oh, there was fantastic. Actually, no, I was talking about the, the scene um, before that when they're sneaking around the warehouse, which I, I just thought was hilarious. Oh, yeah. Um, and, again, wonderfully kind of illustrates their sort of tempestuous relationship. Um that scene with uh, with them jumping out of the plane, mm. uh, you know, it's like very classic cat moment where, uh, you know, in, in Avengers, he like jumps heroically out of the plane. In Winter Soldier, he jumps heroically out of the plane. And this what? time he said Bucky, like, and just like, you know, the grimace on his face when he's like, yeah, yeah, I can do that. And then he just has this, like, you know, sort of tumble through all these trees and, like, you know, just lands, like, really badly. And he's like, oh, you know. It's like the opposite of Steve, you know, uh, and his, like, majestic glory jumping out. Because, yeah, I mean, what, what, what interests me is I, I forget that Bucky has had a, a version of the serum as well. well. He's had, like, he is, like, you know, he mm. and Steve and one other character who we meet in this episode have all been, you know, given the 
Super Soldier Serum. Well, uh, variations of it. Mm. Uh, so that's something we'll we'll have to touch back on. But uh, yeah, I mean, Bucky, you know, essentially has Steve's strength and powers. Um, and but he, you know, he's up until we meet these flag smashers, you know, had been one of the very very few people who did. Now, I I, I don't know. Did they overtly state that John Walker has had the serum as well? He's he's, they he's have like. Not. They have not. John Walker claims that he has not got super strength. If you remember in the episode, you right. know, he says when he's being interviewed, oh, well, I'm not Tony Stark and I'm not Dr. Banner. I don't have, you know, super gadgets and I don't have super right. strength. Right. Okay. But he kind of seems to. Yeah. Uh, you know, when, when they're fighting, you know, I mean, if Bucky is getting his ass kicked by these guys, like there's no reason why this regular guy with regular strength would be able to fight side by side with him unless he maybe did have some extra strength. Yeah. Uh, so that to me seems <clears throat> a little fishy and I've got other reasons for thinking that, uh, which, you know, sort of start to become okay. a little more clear by the end of the episode, but we'll get to that too. Now, looking at that scene, I mean, the, the, the scene on the trucks was amazing. It, it, you know, it's a, the, you're getting really big cinematic action scenes in, in this show, and I'm, I'm really impressed by, by Carrie Scoplin's direction of it all. I, I think she's doing a staggering job. Um, the pacing is excellent. Um, the action beats are, are, are so well kind of thought out. Um and you're you're kind of aware of where everyone is because one of the most important things in any action scene is geography. And if if you lose the geography, you are kind of screwed in in terms of action, and it ruins a lot of good action of what would be otherwise good action scenes. Um, so the, the scene on the trucks, fantastic. But we we learn, um, of course, that the these guys are all super soldiers. That they they've they've all got all had. The serum, it seems. Or, well, they may have had the serum, yeah. or they may have had some other kind of strength augmentation, basically. Mm. So we we know that they're you know they're probably as strong as Bucky. Yeah, and um, you know, of course, Bucky is 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 lulled into thinking that uh, the young woman he, who he believes is a hostage. Yeah, well, he, he believes this woman's a hostage, but then of course she turns out that she's she's not. I, I love that wonderful moment where she smiles at him. It was just like, this is perfect. Do you, do you recognize her? Um, that uh, just, she does look very familiar. Yeah, so she was Emphis Nest in um, uh, Solo, a Star Wars story. Right, okay. Um, That's where so, I know from. Yeah. Uh, and, it, and it's terrific because she... She uh, she's doing it all in a native accent, a sort of English accent, which I was su surprised at. Um, what scares me? Oh, sorry. sorry. Uh, well, yeah, I was. I, what I was going to say is that uh, it turns out that she is the leader. Of yes. The so, which, which um, of course, we we thought it would be the other guy from from last week, um, and we thought he was the only one who was powered. But of course, they're all powered to to a certain degree. Um, that 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 kind of really spooked me. That sense, oh Christ! You know, they're all they, they've all they're all super soldiers. Because I think that's the the worst thing in terms of looking at superhero stuff is partly it robs your your hero characters of of a uniqueness, um, and then partly, of course, it is worrying because I I I, I am of the opinion uh, that. It, it, you know, <laughs> my fantasy's brain. If if superheroes were real, they wouldn't necessarily be benevolent. Like I, I really don't think they would be. I, I think it would be more like you know, uh, Alan Moore's Miracle Man or, or, or stuff like that. I, I think they would actually be um, like they they wouldn't necessarily be benevolent. And I think the changes that would bring would be too radical for society. So it's interesting to see these these guys show up. And, of course, the other thing that worries me is the things they steal are vaccines. But what are they vaccines for? Why would you need a bunch of vaccines <laughs> if there isn't? <laughs> so I, I think they're kind of planning something really quite horrible. Oh, it um, looks very sinister, yeah. Yeah. Um, so that that worries me. I, and And, you know, it's kind of that legacy of Thanos of getting rid of 50% of the population that, that's a, a terrifying idea. 
Um, but yeah, right. we, we, we don't know yet. So we don't know. We don't know. Now this this uh okay, so uh the character who you know who is the leader of the flag smashers is an iteration of the character flag smasher in the comics. Now right. in the comics, that character is called Carl Morgenthau. Um, but in okay. this it's called Carly. Um, and you know, it, you can already kind of see that they're kind of rewriting, you know, rewriting the character. Um, the motivations are probably not going to be the same, but the character from the comics, um, you know, his father was like a wealthy diplomat and, you know, who ends up being murdered. And um, he then sets out on a mission. He decides that his father's methods of trying to achieve unity and peace in the world were, you know, uh, too weak. And so he kind of sets out with that mission in mind, but employing violence. So this character, Carly, it seems like she, you know, her motivations are, you know, to bring the world back to the state it was in the blip when, you know, theoretically the world was better off without overpopulation. Uh, but perhaps she's like, you know, kind of willing to take her, you know, view of what would be a perfect world and employ violence to, you know, see it through. Right. That's fascinating because I like I had no idea. Obviously, I was aware of the character Flag Smasher, but that that was it. Like beyond the name, I, I didn't know anything about it. Again, I, I'm grossly underread on Marvel comics, and uh, uh, I'm, I'm learning as we do more and more of these <laughs> what an impediment to my, to enjoyment that becomes. And, and I'm glad you're here. Yeah, I mean, of, you know, I don't think it's an impediment to enjoyment. Not enjoyment, but um, mm -hmm. I guess. Right, fully immersed in a in a universe, and I, I, I'm I'm so glad that you are because I would be lost without you on the show, uh, uh, sort of giving this this information. Um, but yeah, like I, I like the kind of the stuff with the flag smashers. They're kind of hiding out in Germany after the the truck thing, which they get away with, which was great. Was they they yeah they get away with it yeah, without they, they take down you yeah. know Bucky Sam. Uh, you know, uh, Cap 2, uh, yeah, Battlestar, Battlestar. Yeah, now another thing that I loved was uh, <laughs> was that scene with the aftermath of that scene where uh, Sam and Bucky are just like walking off down the road, and those guys go to try and tag along with them and <laughs> get them on side. And Sam and Bucky are just like not having it. Um, a great moment for me was, um, the little interplay when you know like those two are are kind of trying to say like oh come on we gotta work together blah 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 and um you know they they're like and and who are you to uh to hoskins and he's like oh i'm battlestar but if you again if you want your little like marvel trivia fact Please. he was actually um during john walker's reign as cap he spent a period of time being called bucky um, because he was, ah. you know, the, his partner, and he takes on the sort of alias Bucky briefly before being called Battlestar. So, like, that's the interesting. Where Bucky just kind of stares at him after he's like, you know, oh yeah, well I'm Battlestar, and like, you know, so it's a little wink nod for anybody who's read that stuff. Right, you know? right. Thank you. That's great. Mm -hmm. um, oh wow, I had no idea. Um, I, I love that scene though, and and also just the idea again that John Walker knows about the big three. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of completely. But once we get back to kind of civilization, that they're kind of booked in for a therapist appointment, which I love. Oh, well, like, oh, like, actually, before that, before that, we have to talk about probably one of the bigger twists of this episode, uh, which is something that does it, it does come from the comics. Um, which is the the kind of um, appearance of someone else, as you pointed out earlier, who's had the super super soldier serum, um, and someone who was an enemy of Bucky's at one stage when when Bucky was was working for Hydra, um, which was a fascinating thing, um, and of course the, the 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 gentleman in question is a person of color, and that took me immediately back to the series Captain America Truth, uh, which I think, uh, did you ever read that? Did you ever get to, to 
Um, I know the uh, Isaiah Bradley character from, uh, I think it was called Red, White, and Black or something like that. Um, right. Oh, was it not called Trick? Was that it? No, maybe was it? I don't know. Maybe, maybe. So it's. Oh no, I think you're right. Sorry, I'm. I'm, I'm no, you might be I'm, right. You might be right. It's been it's been ages, but um. No, but, I, I think yeah. I'm. I'm thinking of one of the 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 issue titles, possibly. I, yeah. I we're going to have to look this up. I'm, I'm sorry, okay, we should have looked this up before, guys. Uh, but, but yeah, basically, basically, this is a this is a character um <laughs> who uh you know basically uh had been given you know he's got quite quite you know in the comics he's got quite this like sort of horrible tragic background mm. um wherein he was a soldier in during world war ii that um was part of this camp of african-american men who were being experimented on by like these uh like German scientists uh, who were trying to recreate the super soldier serum that had been used on Steve. And basically almost all of their test subjects died. Um, mm. And he ended up being the sole survivor um, of the test subjects. And he did gain the super strength. Um, but, you know, I mean, his whole um, like battalion or, or what have you were killed. Um, even the ones who survived the process or weren't experimented on at all were killed um, to keep everything secret, you know, to keep the experiments a secret. So he um, somehow stumbled upon a costume and shield that were intended for Steve, you know, a Captain America costume. And he sort of grabbed it and set out to destroy these, you know, the project, mm. which was, um, you know, the, the super soldier uh, serum project that they had, you know, employed and he killed the scientists and he, you know, basically the upshot was that he was pardoned by the Americans, but then kid, you know, uh, apprehended by the Germans who put him in prison. So. Right. Because I remember the series differently. I, I thought that the, the soldiers uh, who were all kind of um, people of color um, were, the kind of precursors to cap and they were, they were kind of refining the serum using them. Um, but I obviously have remembered the series completely incorrectly. Um, well, it's been doing? a really long time since I read it too. So, yeah. you know, like, correct me if I'm wrong. Anybody who's watching this can write yeah. it. Say, Actually, you are <laughs> in fact remembering this wrong. So, you know, that's fine. Um, yeah. this is, this and, is uh, anyway. Uh, and when I do the, the the sort of tweets for this episode uh, um, over the weekend, I will kind of uh, try and have that information correct by then, so we can mm -hmm. we can talk about it on on social media. And feel free to join us, jump on, and let us know what you think. Um, but yeah, uh, that that's an interesting thing, and you can see sort of Sam's uh, anger uh, at kind of the fact that this has happened. Um, and and then of course you see that that wonderful scene where the police response to two men fighting in the street, but hey, one of them's a, a person of color. Uh, is that was that yeah, was like that was a hard hit, you know? Yeah, and yeah. of course when they find out that it's Sam, like you know, he's so embarrassed and yeah. everything. Um, but it was um, really, you know, it's a very sharp little moment in the episode. But, and again, I, I love the fact that the, the writers and, and, and directors then spin that on its head because it's Bucky that ends up getting arrested. But it, it, it's kind of very much arrested for, you know, white person crime. You've missed your therapist oh, appointment. And it's just like, ah, oh, okay. Um, I love that. There's there's kind of so much depth in those scenes, and and I'm glad they're kind of going with that stuff. Right, um, and like that little moment with the kid who's like, oh, you're Black Falcon. Yeah, and, and yeah, and he, he quite he quite rightly points out. Well, does that make you black kid then? Right. But, yeah, yeah. It's just. But of course, nice but of, of course, then you do have Black Panther. Like, he, you know. Um, so, uh, uh, who's right in that situation? I, I don't know. But you you see the point about adding those sort of non conventions to the to the the names of, of, of characters. Um, but also in that, you see kind of the black community adopting a hero for their own, which I, I, I think is great because that's what that, that scene kind of says to me as well on one level is that 
Yeah, they're adding that to your name because they're they're claiming you as their own, and I, I think that's important for for cultures and things, and and and, and you know, not not so much in like I mean in a lot of Western culture, of course, we don't really do that because all our mythology is a mix of a bunch of different sort of European and, and other mythologies over the over the, the decades. So it's it's interesting to see that as a as a kind of uh a British person, you know. Um anyway, we, we get the therapy scene which is uh fantastic. Um, oh, I loved it. Like the the miracle question, the soul gazing. <laughs> it's just like neither of these guys <laughs> cut out oh, for this, this, these sorts of questions. Um, and I love the fact that they have to sit so close together. Oh, yeah, because... like closer, closer, you know, yeah. and like they're basically in each other's laps by like the time they have to, you know, and then they just have a staring contest. It's, I could just see that the people on... Uh, on the uh, uh, fan fiction sites immediately kind of hitting the keyboards with that moment. Mm -hmm. um, and then, of course, later on when they, they land on top of each other, or uh, earlier, sorry, when they land on top of each other. Um, but, again, there is that kind of boyish, um, not-quite-grown-up bravado in all that. And then uh, I, I, I sort of quite enjoy watching adults act like buffoons uh, <laughs> yeah, because they just can't help themselves like you know uh, i have to keep uh, sorry liz i have to keep readjusting my chair because uh i've realized that as someone pointed out on one of the videos the other day i look like a hobbit compared to the other person on the other screen because my chair is quite low <laughs> um, and also i am a hobbit i certainly eat like one so uh, but yeah uh you know, and then from from that we, we see we get another scene with John Walker, who again quite childishly is sounding the uh, sirens on the police car, which I, I, I thought was was hilarious. And you know, he's had his moment. He's sort of fifteen minutes with the, the police where they're kind of getting autographs and things, and it's just like that very much recalled the reaction to to Steve, I guess, the sort of adoration. Um. But also that that sort of stuff speaks to me in, in in the sense that what they're admiring is the name, the brand. Yes. They're not they're not looking at the man. Um and, and not to say there's anything wrong with him yet, or there's anything kind of like he isn't worthy of that, because we just don't know. Um, but that the, there's 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 something interesting in that which I think will come into play, which is a um that kind of something I've talked about a lot on on podcasts is that sort of idolatry of fame and that how poisonous that can be and how actually it is a mistake. <laughs> and he is really relishing it. Like, you know, he's yeah. kind of cocky. Like he, you know, when he comes in and tells Bucky's therapist, oh, well, you know, yeah, sorry, you're just going to have to wrap it up. Like, you know, we need him. So, you know, and she's like, well, who authorized that? And he's like, me, you know. And he's, he's like, he's obviously enjoying the power that goes along with being and, Captain America. And I think that that takes him back to his high school days. Like he's being the football captain again, the, right. the star, the star. The glory, you know. and, um, so that's, that's interesting stuff. Like there's a lot of stuff happening there. Um, yeah. So from that, that aspect, it's a fascinating episode. Now what we end on, which of course is is kind of big whoop for me. I, I'm I'm really pleased to see this. Is this kind of realization that um, Bucky wants to go and see Zemo? Um, yes. And, and the thing is, you know, as we remember from Civil War, Zemo is the guy that knows how to reprogram Bucky and right and kind of set him off. Um, although I don't know if that stuff would work on Bucky anymore. I mean. It, he seems well, to have possible, you know, I mean, possibly, you know, <clears throat> therapy and other things, he's now impervious to it, but maybe he's not, you know, we don't know. Like Zemo still might have some tricks up his sleeve that we don't, you know, that Bucky or anybody else might not know about. He knew about those, you know, all the, the trigger words. Mm. Um, 
you know, to like just snap Bucky right back into brainwashed assassin mode. Um, but who's to say he, you know, doesn't know something else that would do the same thing. Yeah. Um, so, he, you know, it's a, it's a gamble for Bucky to go sit face to face with Zemo. Um, yeah, and it, I and am, was... like, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, uh, edge of my seat for that to happen. I, I can't wait. And I forget that this, this is actually going to be a short series. There's only six episodes. Yeah. Um, so they, they, they're kind of getting through a lot and I'm, I'm really impressed with the economy of scenes and, and the way they're getting through the plot and, and, and the surprises that each week has given us, you know, even two episodes in. So I'm, I'm very excited about next week's already. Oh yeah. I mean, cause this episode is jam packed with, mm. uh, with like, I mean, I'm actually surprised at the number of characters, you know, that they have kind of inserted into this, like, you know, before we've even gotten to Zemo, we've got Flag Smasher, um, you know, we've got Isaiah Bradley, um, we've got, uh, well, we've got at the end, you know, before we actually get to that moment with Zemo, there's, the, you know, the scene before that uh, where the Flag Smashers are taking off in that plane. Um, there's the mention yes. of another important character which you know is uh is something i found very fascinating and like you know we kind of only get like a, a moment um where they mention this character's name but uh when when all those you know th those trucks um show up you know to try and stop the plane and they shoot that one flag smasher you know who kind of sacrificed himself um to you know let the others get away and um, they mention you know that the character who is kind of coming and chasing them is a character called Power Broker, who has very important ties to John Walker. Right, um, okay. Yeah. So, uh, you know, without wanting to give too much away to people who haven't read the comics that feature these characters, um, uh, Power Broker is, you know, has, has very strong kind of ties with John Walker and the reason why he and Battlestar are so strong and the technology that, you know, was used to create these new super soldiers. Right. Okay. I'm not going to, I want it to be a surprise for me next week. Yeah, I won't get into, you know, like what, Thanks. you know, yeah. what that all is, but I'm just saying, you know, don't, uh, don't lose sight of that character. Mm. Cause I think it's, you know, it's going to be important. Okay, that's interesting. Okay, I'm gonna. I'm definitely now like super clear. And one thing that really did interest me with that is, is when you see those guys, they look very official. Like they right. don't look like a, a military unit that's been thrown together, like a mercenary unit. They look like government agents uh, driving, you know, government agent SUVs. Um, so I'm um, I'm very interested to see where that that kind of goes um and and everything you've said has kind of made me even more intrigued now um but yeah i mean uh, another exciting episode i'm really excited for what happens next um i'm i'm kind of i'm 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 capped out for this episode uh, I, well i was like i've, I've watched it tonight. um you know i'm probably gonna watch it again like tonight or something and right. uh, and uh, like i was so like so jazzed up at the end of the episode that I just rolled straight into watching Winter Soldier. Um, really? Oh, awesome. yeah. I was just like, you know, I was just buzzing I, from it so much that I, you know, know I, like, oh, I need, I need to watch some more Cap right now immediately. I think, yeah, I think I watched Winter Soldier and, and um, uh, Civil, War. Uh, Civil War. Yeah, recently. So, and then like last week, I did Endgame again. Um, I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna watch Civil War for sure this week. Okay. Um, and yeah, I, I'm just. I'm just like you know, like this. I mean, I, I loved the first episode, but this week's episode just had me like you know, uh, just like quaking with you know, cap anticipation. And <laughs> you know, I just, I just couldn't take it. Um, yeah, I, I like. I, I'm always keen to see what happens next. I, I, I'm really enjoying this series as, as with. With one division in fact i would say i'm probably episode for episode enjoying this more i am um, i think i am and i loved one division but like this is this for me is like you know 
maybe my favorite little corner of the Marvel universe, like uh, Marvel Cinematic sure, Universe. Sure, yeah, okay, yeah. Um, because, yeah, I mean, I just, I think the Cap movies are just superb. Uh, and this, you know, this is absolutely kind of on par with that, but I get six of them. So, <laughs> you know, it's amazing. It's a good time to be alive. <laughs> Fantastic. I look. This is yeah. on brand. On brand. So on I brand. <laughs> I'm actually shocked you waited all episode to do that, Liz. <laughs> I didn't want to reveal my identity too soon. Yeah. <laughs> How did I never know? All you, all you need is a pair of glasses and slick back hair, and you'll never know. Um, but Liz, thanks again for, for coming on and doing this. Uh, if you want to follow Liz on Twitter, she's at, at Liz C. Jordan. Um, you can follow the site, thecomiccrush.com, on Twitter and Instagram. You can catch up with us on the website, thecomiccrush.com. Uh, there's new stuff, new articles. Um, there's a web store, loads of stuff every week. Um, if you want to help us out, because it would be lovely to pay my co-hosts and to, um, you know, do this sort of full time. Um, it's a lot of hard work doing the website, a lot of hard work doing this stuff, believe it or not. Uh, you can for do me. that. You can, yeah. <laughs> for me. <laughs> Honestly, guys, you don't know what I have to part with behind the scenes <laughs> because of this person. <laughs> One day, Liz. There'll be a tell-all story. Um, <laughs> I'm writing it now. <laughs> on, on AO3. <laughs> um, but, yeah, guys, if you want to help out, there's the Patreon where you can sign up for, for from £2 a month. There's a bunch of tiers there. There's some great stuff on there. Um, and we add new stuff every month. Um, there is a donate button now. So if you just want to donate a pound or two, which all helps us, it helps us get comics, it helps us, pay our contributors it helps us do a bunch of stuff um and in generally pay for site you can do that on the website there's a help us grow button if you hit that that will tell you how you can help us grow um but uh liz <laughs> thank you very much as always <laughs> it's been a thin slice of heaven of course. Uh, <laughs> of course. <laughs> um guys thanks for watching uh we'll catch you next time on the crush and remember new episodes of this show and other shows every week um and new stuff on the website keep up with us see you later bye